0: By Sports Interaction, Canada Sports Book. Alright, Oilers fans, Zach and I are back for Game Over Edmonton in an absolutely electric game. Uh, big night for the Oilers as Matthew Kachuk and the Florida Panthers roll into town. But Overall, that was one of the best games the Oilers have had this year. Uh, dryside and McDavid with the overtime magic caps off a stunning Bouchard goal with 4.4 seconds in the third to tie it up. Uh, we'll go over all the scoring of this game. But uh, the Sunrise team wasn't the only guys that arrived in Edmonton. James Hamblin played his debut NHL game tonight and played well on a line with uh, Malone and Holloway. We'll go over all of that and the Oilers' injury trouble. But first, I'd like to introduce our sponsor. It's Sports Interaction. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pre-game, live, in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19+. Please play responsibly. Zach, I know you are absolutely <laughs> itching to get into this. We joined this Zoom call, and the first thing we did was laugh for five seconds straight. Um, What a game. What a goal. What an absolute goddamn event. I think everyone here in chat, I'm, I'm so thankful you guys are here uh as you can tell we're we're shaken with excitement here uh thank you so much mgd coming back handshake line hey welcome welcome uh zach do you want to
1: kick us off with uh just goals in this game i don't even know where to start they come in and i could before the game starts you have all the injury issues right ryan ryan mcleod a key key player in the last game out of the lineup warren fogel key player in the last game of the lineup. They're missing Yamamoto. They're missing Evander Kane. That's four of your top nine skaters, right? You could kind of hear the excuses before the game. They had just gone on a hard road trip in New York. They had only gotten back for one or two nights, and then they're going right back on the road. I I was playing a loss in my head. I was just planning. And when Kachuk comes out on the ice and you just hear the Oilers fans start booing him like I don't know. I don't even understand the booze for Kachuk, to be honest with you. Yes, I get he was a rat, and he was, you know, pretty greasy when he played in Calgary. But, like, the Oilers bested him at every single point in his Flames career. Was there ever a point, ever a game that Matthew Kachuk played in a Flames jersey against Edmonton where he took the W? He was embarrassed every single time. He took... The guy took more Ls than the actual Flames did. Like, (laughs) it, it... Uh, okay, he hit Kachuk or hit Cassian twice in one game. I appreciate that because, you know, reignited the Battle of Alberta, whatever. But I just, I didn't understand the booing. Like, I get it. You don't like him. And his first goal, uh, Darnell Nurse, I don't know what he was doing on that goal, gets down, kind of half blocks the shot, beautiful kick pass right to Matthew Kachuk who taps it right in and full respect to Kachuk. What a beautiful celebration! Oh my God, the ear to the hand to the crowd. Rogers plays booze rain down on you. You could tell he was drinking it up, right? Oh, that that like full respect for that celebration. Game respects game, you know. Yeah, hundred
0: percent. You said Matthew Kachuk is a rat. Uh, (laughs) MGD Dylan in the chat. He's a turtle. You know Matthew Kachuk. Just Riles fan bases up. And that's what he feeds off of. I know what you're thinking. Like, mm-hmm. Rogers plays. Why don't we just throw him off his game? Maybe cheer him for some reason. That would throw him off. Exactly. Hey, you gotta hate who you gotta hate, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's something about Mackachuck that is just... His his face is so punchable, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> his mannerisms just insane that, that you know, we... We want to see like Calgary, we want to see them fail. but I also now <laughs> through some transitive property, just want to see Matthew Chuck get embarrassed. It's amazing what this like he's like a marshand light now.
1: Yes, it's but- insane. He's one of the few players that I, you just know when the boos are coming down. That's when he's in his element, and we don't have that of Vander Kane to come in and put him back in his place. Right? Nothing's gonna happen to him. He enjoys it. He embraces it. That that makes him better. And you just knew, like he was around it all night. Make no mistake. He was. He had some. Skinner had some fantastic saves on Kachuk late in the game. Right? Like he, Kachuk played good. Uh, but yeah, like that was, you know, he did get a lucky bounce off the block shot from nurse nurse didn't play fantastic. The Oilers overall in the first period, I would say they came out really slow. The best chance I thought was when, uh, uh, James Hamblin came down and passed it right to Evan Bouchard for that shot. And it was a great save by Spencer Knight, but it's funny. I saw, I think it was Jason Adams tweet that the worst line, the worst Corsi four percentage of the three Oilers who had it were dry, subtle, McDavid and nurse. Right. So we were yeah. in the twilight zone in that first period. They came out got outscored, and then, you know, we move on. But what do you think of the first? I mean, you're right. Nurse with that first
0: play was pretty rough, but I think he absolutely picked it up right afterwards. Um, Nurse and CC as a first pairing, that's what we got right now. And in the second period, in the third period, I think they did so much better that they don't deserve to be ragged on. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, I think Darnell Nurse is is finding his element again. And he's in this slight transition phase where there's there's some mistakes where he's trying to do a little bit too much. He could have yeah. let... Yeah, he absolutely could have let... Uh, Stu just take that shot I, I think mm-hmm. Stu was locked in he was absolutely focused on it there was no need to go down and try and block it and it ended up in the back of the net because of it but by the end of the game you saw Nurse making smart plays you saw him wheeling out of the zone when needed you saw him recouping with cool or with uh, CC when required especially um, on that one rush I think it was Kachuk again when he was just streaking down they just pinched him off Nice, clean, smart plays. It's one thing about defensemen. When they do the right, smart thing in the defensive zone, you don't notice it. You just say, all right, that was a clean, clean break on an offensive chance. We're going back the other way. They did pretty well, I think, for the second and third in this game. The first, a little shaky. Uh, Absolutely. I think the first period was when our third and fourth line had to draw up energy. Because our third line with Hamlin, with Malone, they were they were, actually, uh, they were actually rocking. I think Holloway was only there for a little bit, a few games, but they were juiced. They brought the juice to the Florida Panthers oh. and that reinvigorated the rest of the team.
1: All you could expect and more. All you could hope for with that fourth line was just to put some pressure on in the offensive zone and not give up a goal. They did all that. It looks like they all combined only played about 10 minutes exactly each, right? They weren't on the ice a lot but when they were they were they were creating positives right they weren't they weren't a detriment and mdgs in the chat said what did you think of the kid line holloway malone and hamlin i wouldn't consider malone much of a kid malone's but, not really a kid but hey man we'll give it, it to him it was awesome to see hamlin have his nhl debut like let's just get out we, we we actually discussed it was a trending topic today but we discussed it a couple of weeks ago in game over james hamlin story and we were talking about possible call-ups if you remember and mm-hmm. and it was awesome to see him get his debut and awesome to see him play well in his debut one guy really like on Twitter, be at B Curlock. He, he says he follows the Condors and he says, James Hamblin could be, has everything in his toolbox to be the next Yanni board. So that to me really excites me. Someone who watches the Condors constantly saying that and knows systems really well. Uh yeah no it's really exciting to see Hamblin and that's his first game they're a jitters right and if he can just build on this and play better and better it'd be absolutely awesome to see like I'm looking forward to see him get some consistent time if when guys are healthy I'm not taking James Hamblin out of the lineup for me for Brad Malone and Devin Shore both come out of the lineup before James Hamlin does so that was awesome to see but yeah as we kind of you know move forward and go on to the second uh, the first you know whatever they they didn't play great but it you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, the Oilers go into the second, and then they're, they start pressing. That's, I find, in back-to-back games now, that's when the forecheck gets established. That's when all of a sudden they wake up, they start skating, they start hammering their opponent. They're throwing shots on net. Spencer Knight standing on his head. And Zach Hyman comes down, scores an awesome goal from a feed from McDavid, and, you know, p- kicks it in the net. I said on Twitter, I will... Never complain about a goal that's ever been kicked in ever for as long as I live. Um so yeah, what what do you think about that goal? Honestly, you 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 give and you take, right?
0: Like we we saw that happen before. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's hard to say that it wasn't a kick. I think we just we give it to the refs. That was a good call. But you're right. In that second period, it started to pick up. The only thing that was, you know, a little bit of a, a rough spot was Malone took a, a cross-checking penalty, and it was yeah. a, it was a weak one. Like <laughs> I think Hornquist sold it quite a lot. Went down, stayed down. Uh, it looks like you want to jump in on this one, so I'll I, you do I that just no, I was, was just gonna on.
1: say I'm already, We can you can continue, but Malone puts himself in that situation, right? He'll, he lets Hornquist have the ability to. Uh, embellish that right because he crossfects him once gets away with it and does it again and that's when it's called right that's that's always how it's been you know you get the warning you get whatever but yeah you can you can continue i just i think malone put himself both penalties were kind of undisciplined right even the nurse mm. one at the beginning with Gudis. it's funny that one um could have, I think, in any other situation, would have been a four on four. They were they were both roughing, but because the Oilers had just had that five on three in the first, which they didn't score on, the refs. It, it was very the roughing in this game was very interesting. <laughs> it, it it seemed to like oh the Oilers they get screwed on a call that you know should the 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 no goal at the end but, uh, the the but the, high, the stick? high stick yeah yeah. Oh! All, all of a sudden, too many men on the Panthers. I noticed it was very even and very segmented. The calls: one call, the other call; one call, the other call. It was game management at its
0: peak. So, I mean, the the too many men. Like to to be fair, we're jumping ahead, but the too many men. To be fair, on review was pretty evident oh yeah like he
1: jumped the sixth man
0: jumped on the ice totally but
1: but as an oilers fan how many times at the end of the game have we seen that close call where the puck goes hits a skater on the bench and they let it go all the time right like you know it's one of those things like I don't think that the oilers get that call if they weren't in the situations that were with the penalties prior right like I think the refs they were balancing the calls. Okay, the Oilers didn't score, but I, I knew at, at this point when I thought they were losing, when the Oilers didn't score on that power play with, like, five or six minutes left in the game, that the Panthers were going to get a power play. Like, the refs balanced it out. They were It was game management, again. It was game management, yeah. It's fine. It's how the NHL was, is, and will always be, right? So we can sit here and yell about it, but the fact is the Heart-stopping nature of this team. The only team that goes—I swear to God—they do it on purpose. They try to make the game harder for themselves. I don't understand why can't you just let's come out, pot your goals early, a little bit of pressure, hard a pressure early, you win three nothing, and it's and it's easy. But they. <laughs> Make, oh my God! I make it exciting. It. Make it exciting by getting an
0: early lead and holding it. Right? Don't make it exciting by doing whatever this game was. Because oh. if you keep doing this, Zach and I are gonna have heart attacks. <laughs> we have to oh watch every God. game this season. Um, going back to the second period, right? We we have that chance. Hyman kicks it in. Fine. Verhage takes a slash on Puliyarvi. I think Puliyarvi. At that, at this stage, I mean, we we have no one else, so we put him mm-hmm. on the first line. But I think Hyman did play better uh, on the first it, line today. Th- that's good.
1: I, I just to say, I, sorry, sorry, but. Jesse on the first line, I like in this situation, they're injured. They're, you know, it makes sense. I don't, you don't want to have dry settle, McDavid, Hyman all on the first line. And with your injuries already, you're really overexposing yourself lines two through four, right? So I get that they played really well, even as well as they played. I still would tend to stray away from that and put Jesse back there, even though I do like him in a third line role. But anyways, Dennis continue. (laughs) But yeah, uh, just going over, I mean,
0: Hyman and McDavid seem to have this connection right like i understand totally that there's a little bit of you know spreading out the lines we don't have a lot of units right now so let's go ahead and spread out what we have but Yeah, Hyman finding McDavid with that, uh, like, a 100-foot pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Panthers were just sleeping on the best player in the world. They just left him open. Uh, You feel for Spencer Knight on that one. Just a beauty. Just how many times do we watch McDavid score on that type of breakaway and we just go, yeah, that's
1: McDavid. We see that every week. Seen it a million times before. (laughs) It was a beautiful goal. On to the next one, you know?
0: Yeah, and then, you know, that going into the third, Tied one-one. We we all thought, you know, this has been a good game. This is an entertaining game to watch. Uh, The third period, wow, that's Mm -hmm. when things absolutely blew up. I mean, Kulak took a slapper, uh, went off Hyman straight to Barry. Barry's gonna bury that one. (laughs) (laughs) Just swept it in. What
1: was he doing there, though? That's my question. (laughs) Like what? Dryside awesome dry side will
0: rotate it back so that barry can go deep you know it's one of those things that's like on paper this doesn't make sense but they
1: scored on it one thing thank you mdg in the chat for reminding me 47 people watching live now but only 11 likes guys come on please give us a like this was an awesome game let's you know let's get that like total jumped up let's try and hit 30 likes there's 50 of you watching now let's try and get that thing to 30 likes anyways Hey, share it with your friends as well. This is one of the best
0: games that that has happened in a while. Oh. Uh, and it's just well since the last game against the Rangers where they came back. <laughs> <laughs> just an absolute. High... And, you know, you bring up a great point. Uh, there's one goal in between, but let's jump right to Bouchard's goal. because yeah. Bouchard was huge in the last game against the Rangers. And he's huge again tonight. I mean, just positive progression positive regression right? just what a beautiful one-timer right like how many times have we watched just dry do the same sort of one-timer wind up down on one knee but mm-hmm. when Bush is doing it oh my god that's when you know this this is the future of the team Bouchard, he has to have one of the hardest shots in the NHL hey oh yeah dude like I don't know how many defensemen want to step in front of his shots, especially since in the last little while, like you said, there there was a lot going into shin pads. There was a lot going into like the small of people's backs uh he wasn't really accurate in the last little while and now suddenly in the last two games he scored three goals for well,
1: us because he was his shooting percentage was in the toilet he had one of the worst pdos in the league it seemed like every every time he was on the ice he just wasn't getting saves no matter who was in net and nothing was going in for him now he's getting a few saves and the puck's going in for him and he looks like you know one of the steals out of the draft from 2018 right like even though he was a 10th overall pick he looks like this is the guy who can and will be an elite defenseman. Like he, he is one of the most important pieces. You can argue there's an argument. He's one more important piece than Darnell nurse going forward. Like there, there is a, there is a point to be made there. Now, whatever he, his goal was fantastic. I man, when they're playing and they Florida scored and they, and they go down, I just turned into the Joker. I was getting ready to rip this team into a new one. And I saw someone else say it in the chat. I had this exact same reaction. Bouchard scores. I just burst out laughing like the Joker. Like, are you kidding me? You couldn't make it any harder. Like, you can't, again. It can't be easy with this team. They're truly, as Steve Dangle would say, ruining my life. Like, genuinely. I, I, you know, I gotta go see a therapist and talk to them about this because it just—it's not healthy. Like, mentally, it is not healthy to do this every day. Can you imagine if we
0: get into the playoffs once we do these game over Edmonton's live in the playoffs, how much that's going to impact our lives? Like all day, it's just going to be thinking about what the next show is going to be like. Uh, oh, okay. my God. We'll, we'll quickly wrap up the rest of the goals for tonight. Um, let, let's talk about the the high sticking goal. Right. We'll, yes. we'll talk about the uh, the power play for the Panthers. Um, it's a high stick. We challenge it. It fails goes back the other way. Uh, we get a penalty for two minutes. At that point, right? We're oh, thinking this game's over. How was it not dead in the water there? Like
1: you had the odds, not only did you have, you you lose that heartbreaking decision where I think everyone across the board thought that wasn't a goal, right? Everyone in their heads is thinking, oh, it. you know, the stick is above the crossbar. It's not going to be a goal. I thought it wasn't a goal. I tweeted out, no way that's a goal. I saw everyone, no one even thought to think, oh no, because he didn't get it on net, you know it has to be it's the shoulders that's your barrier it's, it's shoulder, not the thing yeah. it, that that to me is a kale macar offside level like technicality <laughs> yes like pick one way or the other how does no one we're all in, everyone here is an insane hockey fan and how did no one know the rule right like that should that shouldn't be the case like pick high sticking is high sticking not well gee if you're in this situation and your stick is above the 45 degree angle to the north it has to be you know six feet high but your if last the stars quote, align is yeah exactly on the winter solstice it be six inches high I'm like, shut up high sticking <laughs> is high sticking dude it, it's just uh it's so frustrating then the two minute penalty i was honestly a little mad at jay woodcroft i'm like it was such a close thing anyways why would you challenge that and you know possibly miss that and put yourself on the penalty kill well, right
0: if we go if we go back to um you know the oilers video coach uh jamie colleton he's he's been bang on the money for these calls i don't know jeremy Coupal. oh sorry Kapal, jeremy koupal
1: oh is the, the blackhawks head coach for my while. bad my bad All good. Okay. uh he yeah
0: he was absolutely he's usually right on the money with these oh th- my god so i don't know if if woody took his advice or if this was just an immediate reaction on the bench because you yeah. could see that you know what he tried to, to challenge earlier and the refs almost seemed to ignore it and he, they wanted to move on so mm-hmm. Woodcroft had to just motion back like hey no 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 like I want to challenge this so yes I don't know if it's partially just the speed of the game that that was going on they they wanted to drop the puck again and we had to make a split second decision or if it was actually something that was well reviewed and they went okay no this this is definitely something we should challenge
1: we'll we'll never know the answer but you know know, it's interesting that you bring that up that's that's a very good point to be honest i didn't even think of it like that so yeah i i didn't even think of it like that but nevertheless it's all a moot point, anyways. Co- correct? Because Evan Bouchard gets us to overtime, and then in overtime, doesn't even matter. I, 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 full disclosure: before overtime started, I had already written down in my notes Oilers W, whatever. I went, I started getting set up for the broadcast. It doesn't matter. No it's team. It's free. No team. <laughs> Like if I'm the other team, I just go to the dressing room. What is the point of taking that face off? You see Sam Bennett fall down in the corner. Nurse sees Sam Bennett fall down in the corner, shoots it up to McDavid. McDavid drives it McDavid drives back of the net. Oh my god! That Nick, absolute magic. Nick selfish he was not. Nick selfish <laughs> he was not. Passes it right to Drysaddle for the beautiful goal. OT winner. Like this team, oh man this team they're so good they're so talented like man there's just there's oh they're so good we just we don't go to OT
0: that often like that's that's the only thing if we kept going to OT teams have to be like all right um what do we do let's just double Mark McDavid (laughs) like (laughs) Like,
1: play with two defensemen on the ice honestly (laughs) like what are you doing but uh oh wasn't it turtle who fell oh it was Kachuk who fell yeah I mean I it come in 20 seconds before the overtime ended i came right here i don't watch yeah, it again it, it's it's so
0: it's so tough right like mm-hmm. once once you see the all that open ice just when you have 29 97 on the ice you know that's that's their just absolute that's their zone that's that's their ice surface and no one is going to take away from that and and nurse is Because he's played so much with both of them, Nurse just knows at the right times when to pull back, when to look for open lanes. Both Dreissel and McDavid know how to cycle and find these passing lanes for Nurse. And it's just an easy, easy snap win for the Oilers in overtime. Uh, Yeah. We mentioned, we we spent a lot of time talking about the goals. We mentioned the Oilers are in some injury trouble. Uh, It's tough, right? We have... Yamo go down he's in ir right now but it's retroactive so it'll, it, yeah it'll, it'll be interesting like... to see if
1: he goes on the next road trip right then we'll know how close he is right so yeah, yeah. i mean people are saying
0: one to two games maybe because he's skating on the ice he's at the practices uh that might be someone who's coming a little bit closer but it really hurts that ryan mcleod is down Right. Yeah, he's uh apparently caught something in the leg during the end of the uh, Rangers. Game. I
1: genuinely had no clue what was wrong with Ryan McLeod. his absence, the only time I felt it evident tonight, because I mean, he played fantastic in the last couple of games, but for the prior 10, he wasn't, you know, on his game as or wasn't playing as well as he as could necessarily could be. But his absence was really noticeable when that second power play unit was out, especially the first time when they were out, they have no transporter. So Jesse dumps it in and it's a game of puck retrieval. And the Oilers this year have not been good at retrieving pucks and board battles. I know you're on a power play, so You do technically outnumber the team uh, five to four, but it, it, it's still that power play wasn't that good. Uh, if, if it was me, if I was the coach, which I don't know enough to be the coach, um, I would make Dylan Holloway that transporter, right? He's, he's probably the second best skater or the third best skater behind McLeod and McDavid. And and he can skate. He has hands. It's, it's when he's, you know, maybe not, when he's put in a situation where he needs to be like outstanding strength in a battle Physical, the opponent yeah. yeah that's when you see like you know it's coming and you just gotta age and grow and mature and whatever and gain some mass but that comes with time but that's where i would use dylan holloway i would i would have i would have had him at center because he's played center he's earlier played in the year center, and he but, played yeah. fine i would have put him at 3c over shore like you are in injury trouble you're missing skilled guys like Play your guys. If Holloway has a turnover and a mistake, like you've had a million guys make mistakes in games past, what's the difference if it's Dylan Holloway or if it's Yanmark or Hyman McDay? Everyone's been having gibbons. Let's let we have an opportunity to put Dylan Holloway in a si- situation to succeed. Like, let's just try. Like, look, there's no harm to it. And I get it. But to me, I, I actually am curious. How much ice time did Devon Shore get tonight? He 927. See, so he did end up playing, he played two seconds less than Dylan Holloway. And as the 3C, who you know he um i i could see him coming out i would lo- i i was disappointed tyler benson wasn't
0: in the lineup to be honest yeah, with you i was thinking when he came up to he, he would also be in the lineup especially given how injured the others are right now but you know it seems like there's still a little bit of sheltering for Holloway. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's why he's he's getting, you know, protected a little bit. But from all the post-game interviews, it seems like Holloway is not a guy that gets discouraged. This isn't mm-hmm. like a Yessi Pugliarvi situation from a couple years back. Holloway seems like the type of guy that just goes for it. He's always happy. He's always chipper. Oh, um, yeah. When he scored his first NHL goal, he was cool as a cucumber. Like... There's something about Holloway and it 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 almost I hate always I hate saying this, but it's almost like a young guy that has the maturity of more of an adult, right? Mm-hmm. He he has made mistakes and he of course when you do you feel bad, but you don't have to staple him to the bench because I think right now he's mature, he's at a point where he realizes with the support of Dreisaitl, with the support of everyone else on the team. Evander that, Kane. Yeah, Evander Kane. instrumental. happen, right? Yeah. Things happen. Keep going at it, kid. And he's fully embraced that mentality. I think you're right. Throw him on. Give him a little bit of center time. The one fear is that as a center, you're also now thinking defensively, right? You yeah. have to keep your mark. He's done it before. Not at an mm-hmm. NHL level, but give him a give him a shift or two especially yeah, well, if it's a lower stakes you know it's
1: well, the like end he, of he game. Pl- yeah he played center um the, earlier this year it was just a four scene he probably only played like seven minutes because early in the year dj woodcroft wasn't playing him but um we he is he was a center in college we know that he can play center and i, I and we're in a situation where you know if he can succeed there why not you know yeah take a shot, let him see. Another guy who I personally thought stood out to me, and I look, he only played almost 11 minutes, got 11 minutes of ice time, was um Philip Broberg. I really liked the pairing at the beginning with him and Bouchard. Uh, Broberg, you almost forget how good of a skater he is, and when you see him transport the puck up the ice, it actually really helps the Oilers with their breakouts. It was something they were struggling with earlier, and having another guy on the back end, who is an above average skater really, really, really helps. I would love to see Philip Rober get elevated to that 15 minute a game mark, you know, play four, four or five more and bring Darnell Nels down a Darnell a bit down a minute. I think that would help both of them a ton, because like you said before, it was a great point. Darnell Nurse, when he tries to do too much and when he has too much responsibility and all that kind of stuff, and he's a great defenseman. I love Darnell Nurse to have his jersey. He he just, he, he overthinks, he overcomplicates, and he gets himself out of position, he ends up making a dumb play. But if you can lower his ice time, make him focus a little more on what he needs to do, I, I think that'll benefit both of them, instrumentally and in turn. Obviously, if your left side significantly stronger, you're going to play a lot better because Nurse and Broberg, both elite skaters. Uh, Broberg and Bouchard—they complement each other very nicely. Uh, you can see in the defensive zone there is there is definitely a lot of like head turns. Of, okay, where are you? Where am I? Where am I supposed to be? They did. They got caught last game. They didn't. I don't think they got. Yeah, no, they didn't get caught no, this game was for a fine. ball against. Yeah, they played. Uh, they played really well. Um, I, I, yeah, in a limited sample size,
0: it's just when the pairings have been shuffled as much as they have so far this season, it it is tough, right? You, you want these defensive pairings to start to gel. And once they do, they just know where each other are, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing that we saw when, you know, Smith was out this year, when Smith, who's so good at playing the puck, he he can just absolutely handle some of the, the dump ins, and that puts so much pressure, takes so much pressure off our defenseman. And now you saw with, with Stu, especially today, when he was going for those icing calls that weren't really icing calls, the defenseman had to hustle back, had to, you know, take a hit to make the play. Um, it's it's kind of rough. And I think this is all just a microcosm of the amount of defensive pairing switches. I think the head, head on a swivel type of thing where they're looking to see where each other are, that'll naturally work itself out. Oh, yeah. Um, one it's other chemistry. Thing, it's chemistry. Yeah, the, the EA chemi. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the, one other player who I think has, you know, a considerable impact given how he was uh, playing before he got injured or at least day-to-day was Warren Fogle, right? Warren yes. Fogle has been out for two games now. We don't really know the reason why. I
1: don't... Has there been a reason given? Uh, well he missed this game. He got injured again game whatever happened against the Rangers. I'm not sure. One thing I just want to say quickly because there was 52 people watching one more time. I just want to say get us to 30 likes. Let's go. This is an awesome game and we're we're going to hang out with us. Give us your points in chat. Uh, we want to break it down with you. This is an interactive show, um, but we love having you here. We love breaking down games, especially games like this. Games where Warren Fogle did not play. No disrespect to Warren Fogle, but this was a fun game. Uh, no, but Fogle, uh, I, I, he, he was a great stopgap. He stepped up. He played awesome on that second line left wing. I think hmm. whether you whether you have Fogel there and Fogle again, whether I can give him, I want to give him all the credit in the world. He scored goals. He played fantastic. But what Warren Fogle should be doing and what you want from Warren Fogle when you are you have an ideal lineup is you want him to create, drive, you want him to drive a depth line. And that's something that he wasn't doing and he frankly hasn't done so far this year. All of his goals, I want to say, came on a line with Leon Dreisaitl. Mm-hmm. And like, awesome. I Again, I cannot understate how good it is that you had a player step up in that situation. Right. But ideally you want him to be able to drive his own line and create and it, and it, something that he wasn't doing. So hopefully um, you know, he takes, gets the rest he needs. I mean, the Oilers still need him. He's a more effective player than a, a, a Brad Malone, at least I think. So right. yeah, like you, you want him back in the lineup um, and he was playing good. I wouldn't say he was playing great. Like the Oilers depth overall this season, it's the the lowest depth scoring they've ever had. had in the making. Yeah. It's- right. So the only recently has the depth come on. And even tonight, like tonight, in the first line i we, we touched on it earlier we thought mcdavid and dry like at least oh, i shouldn't say you i don't want to put words in my mouth <laughs> but i thought mcdavid and dry settle had one of the weaker first grades their line was one of the weakest in the of the team i thought and i know i'm not a Devin shore fan but Devin shore surprised me with this play tonight like they were consistently creating offense special Derek ryan clem coston was a little more noticeable he kind of fallen off i think in the last couple of games james hamblin malone holloway line like the you you got everything. If you can get consistent performances like this from your bottom six day in and day out, you're gonna win a lot more games than you're not. Even if your bottom six doesn't score, as I said this before, but as long as they don't leak goals, um, yeah, goals I thought goals provide yeah.
0: that energy, right? Energy, like yeah, that's perfect. it's an energy type of line. It, you go out there, you rough some people up. That urgency, you know, that exactly. intensity, and and you saw that right, people. Mm-hmm. The Panthers didn't have much opportunity to hold onto the puck to really think about making what the next play was going to be when those guys were on the ice. They were they were rushing at him, especially Hamblin. I think Hamblin played so well for his first game. There was Agreed. seemingly very little in way of jitters. Uh, of, of course, the rookie skate was amazing to see. It's always amazing to see. Uh, there's just something about the way that he plays, right? This mm-hmm. is what we saw... From a previous Yamamoto, right? This is the yeah. type of guy that just his engine's running. He's going at guys. He's smart. He's smart about it. He's not mm-hmm. physically like punching guys in the face, but he's roughing them up a little bit in the corners against the boards, and that drives pace. People hold on to totally. puck a little bit less, and they're more liable to just throw a puck into a, an open area and just give it away. Yeah. Um, some stranger in chat asking if Benson played today. He did not play. Yeah. Um. He we is got- coming back from an injury. So. Yeah. I think we also got
1: Hader McDader. Sorry, to cut you off. As you mm-hmm. say, Benson. Hopefully, will get a next game. We got Hader McDader, uh, MDG, uh, and Travis Sodner all talking about uh, Stuart Skinner. Uh, yeah. What do you think of Stuart Skinner's game tonight? Honestly, I, I think we've seen
0: better. From Stuart Skinner, but that's that's also because he started this season just absolutely like a like a barn on fire, right? He was just incredible, uh making stops that you would normally think uh, a starter would make. So yeah. he's he's coming back down a little bit, but hey, he's still posting, you know, like
1: his uh his save percentage right now is it. Sub 900, I don't think. I think it's still uh, tonight. Like it was 897. Oh, yeah, it, it won't go. It won't. He's played enough where it's this isn't going to drop it. It had an 893 tonight. Uh, I could see it dropping a 917, something like that. Yeah, um, I'm not 100% still... sure what it is, but what we were going to say before, or what I was going to say before, is it, it, you kind of expected this drop off, right? Like it was yeah. never going to play at a 950 for the entire season. And and I and MGG pointed out in chat uh Stuart Skinner didn't I wouldn't I would agree that he didn't really have much of a chance like that bounce off nurse right to get Chuck what's yeah. Stuart Skinner gonna do um all I think all the goals like there was a power the power play goal um I can't remember how was uh, it, how, well, what was they're... the second oh the Anton Lundell goal the Anton Mondell goal the tying goal that right? one like, was a beauty right yeah it's... like both goals you can't really fault him there and then the Brandon Montour goal was kind of uh broke the like, Montour
0: goal was really tough right because you you have Barry sliding in back defensively to try to cover half the net but then that also stops skinner from having the usual amount of real estate right so he couldn't Mm -hmm. kick over um it's it's a tough one for all three goals i don't blame skinner for any of them really yeah and i i loved seeing you know on the first goal against nurse give him a little tap saying hey man my bad that was that was a bad play by me and Skinner just tapping him back going no no like we got this we'll pick it back up, that's what we like to see not you know Mike Smith yelling at our defenseman mm-hmm. so this is absolutely fine I think there's no qualms with the goaltending for me tonight, um we have some you know tough games ahead of us with this injured roster not to mention you think about this is December, um, they are on chartered flights but illness flu it's always a, a consideration in the nhl um sasha barkov was gone today because of a pretty bad flu i think So yeah. we're, we're we got to keep to our, our fingers crossed i mean we're already running a pretty thin lineup due to injuries well
1: have you heard the the, the rumors that leon's injured like do you what do you think of those leon hasn't been leon you're yeah. right
0: there's there's some truth to it. For example, all the one timers that we saw earlier in the
1: game today you're he missed rarely... it like four or five of them like wide he, i went to yeah. wide open nets but like shots that leon drags does not miss he was missing that on like on the five on three there you everyone knows they're what they're trying to set up for right yeah. my god my my grandma who doesn't watch hockey could tell you what they're trying to set up in that in this on the play but you're, you're passing
0: to leon in his office that little the the circle there mm-hmm. you're you're seeing him love some of these shots and some of them are going completely off target right not even on net um, yeah. more of them are going straight into goalies crests
1: and yeah but I to me wanna,
0: i don't want to say that yeah. he's playing in well, though
1: i are uh, it's been floated on radio that the one thing i heard while listening to edmonton radio noon to two everyone knows what show i'm talking <laughs> about um is Because to me, when I watch him, I'll first i I'll say when I watch him, it looks like he's playing similar to how he played in the Calgary series, right? He's still putting up points, but he's not necessarily moving as he's a big guy and he's never been the fastest skater, but he's been like an elusive skater. And and he's not moving with that like swiftness that he that he usually has, right? He's you see him when he gets the puck. On the boards, he he used to be able to spin out of that or deke his way out of but he kind of just goes up towards the blue line and is looking for a defenseman. And it's just a constantly, it's either he skates out of the zone because he can't cut back in or he's looking, passes it off to Nurse or whoever's on the left side, right? there, There's those p- little plays that you see that dry settle normally would be able to make or get out of that he's not necessarily making at the rate that we've seen in the past. I... It's really tough to say because now that he is playing back-to-back games, starting on McDavid's line, it be, it leads me to believe that theory that he is playing hurt a little bit more because they're trying to they're trying to make his life easier. They're not making him play center, and we knew he was injured in Calgary. Every everyone knew he was injured, and that's why they did that. So you could there. I've heard the argument. No, they're just trying to spark the five-on-five offense. Both McDavid and Drysod were struggling five-on-five for the last you know, five, whatever games, and they're trying to make you, just change it up, do something different but there's also that you know segment of people who believe no it Leon's there because he's injured. And and, and it, I think it lends credence that he started there tonight because you're missing a center. You would think True. that you would want to put Leon back at center. But they didn't. Because skating and, backwards, again, that defensive and, responsibility. And in the last game, that line, it's not like that line blew New York out of the water and they had, you know, 10 combined points, right? They weren't on an ice for a goal five on five. At the they, It was Holloway, McLeod, Pool, but that was all of the goals. So I, I would lead to believe that Leon is playing hurt. Just for those reasons alone, right? They're missing a center. They didn't play. You would think Woody would want to have changed the lines or done something. because, like, you know, you're always thinking, you're always moving, you're always changing what doesn't work. And that wasn't really working. Even tonight in the first period, there was all on the outside. It was. I, that's what I think. And I could go on about this forever. But what do you What do you think about that? I mean, it, some, uh,
0: let's see. Lindsay in chat brought up a great point all nhl players like kind of play hurt or injured in some way or another it's obviously not some sort of injury that the team doctors think is enough to pull him off the ice right he's still playing well he's still skating tough and leon yeah leon's a tough guy he's a he's a machine he's a monster right so you you (laughs) see that you know there's a couple of telltale sign that that maybe he's not a hundred percent, but he's definitely playing well enough that he wants to be contributing, right? He's, he, he might have performed a little bit better in a second line role tonight, but I almost wonder if it is just that sort of defensive mindset you saw on a lot of these plays, he's peeling back. He's trying to be the blue line guy. Um, i don't know if if it's because of his his foot i mean that was the original injury from the Mm -hmm. playoffs if it's something else you know it could always be another
1: nagging issue that i believe about like we all know he didn't get surgery and he has looked fine like he's not it's not like he's playing like okay it's obvious something is wrong with him like there's these like little hints and little things that would lead you to believe but it's not a blatant right, so you could go back and forth. I, I I I can't imagine it's what happened to him in the playoffs, right? Like, like you would think if if on yours Leon dry a healthy Leon Dry said is so important to you that at the beginning of the year, you sit him out until he's healthy, right? If he yeah. needed surgery in the offseason, he would have gotten the surgery. the Bruins, they sat out Brad Marchand. Char- I think Charlie McAvoy was out a lot of the year. Like, was, yeah. Your best players. You need them down the stretch, right? So, you want you, you at the beginning of the year, I know, like, even now, the others are 12 and 10, like, not a fantastic record by any means. But without Leon Dreisaitl coming into the year, I still would have probably thought they would be 12 and 10. Like, you want him to be healthy. If, if, if he's playing hurt right now, I honestly, like, you saw Florida had Barkov out of the lineup tonight. Like, I think you could survive some games without Leon now. Who knows? we're we're completely speculating here at the end of the day right we're
0: not in the locker rooms we don't know you know in the medical rooms what the doctors are saying but uh some awesome news uh we have 30 likes on this podcast oh
1: i want to say thank you go, to guys what a legend in the chat Lindsay and mdg in the chat for Counting pushing it, up. it down and i'd appreciate you guys enough thank you for being here day in and day out we owe you guys big and hey, if you're listening to this
0: after the fact, after we're live on Spotify, give us a rating there. It helps a lot with us growing the show. Um, the YouTube algorithm right now is being a little bit mean. So if you're on YouTube, subscribe, like, it really helps us get our content out there, uh, especially to new markets. Um, totally. Zach, we're we're running out of time here. Uh, I just wanted to cap off today's discussion with the Indigenous Celebration Night um, yeah, I know you're a huge jersey guy. Mm-hmm. What did you think about those Turtle Island jerseys? Those are those, are pretty. I like sick.
1: them. I like them. If they, uh, full disclosure, the I I I have an Ethan Bear jersey, I love my Ethan Bear jersey. Uh, I bought it, I think he played about five games as an Oiler, or he was traded, or no, no, he was traded in July 1st. Uh, I bought it, I think I, I bought it, and then he never played a game as an Oiler. Oh. Uh, which really sucked, yeah. But anyways, I I love the Turtle Island stuff. Uh, I thought it they looked really sharp. The logo itself, to me, is what really stood out. The like, logo it's beautiful. is sick. Like like the, I mean, and that's why I love the McFarland jersey, right? Because it's just different. Like the Oilers are one of those teams. No matter what way you color it, every single jersey, no matter anything, it's always that same logo. And to have something different like that, it's just it's it's awesome. It looks sharp. I would love to see that like on that way jersey behind you swap out the turtle island logo i think it would look absolutely phenomenal so i i would love to see something like that come back you know yeah. um you i know, mean it's
0: also it's also by you know an edmonton indigenous artist uh, mm-hmm. lance cardinal it it's such a great amazing design and like you said it's different but yet at the same time it's still that like core yeah. oilers motif right you look at and you say oh yeah that's an oilers jersey right oh yeah for that reason i'm gonna say i'd i'd love to grab i'd love to cop one of those over the reverse retro i think i i would love to have you brought up the mcfarland jersey i would love to have a turtle island jersey just because i i was around for that reverse retro or i was around for the original mcfarland jersey it's i take that logo but turtle island jersey mm, that's the jersey they, of the year for they're,
1: me. they're gonna auction off those jerseys you can go cop yourself a, a, a warm-up worn mcdavid jersey if you want um, I, I'm I don't sure. know i don't know if i can <laughs> afford, uh a uh mcdavid i'll
0: i'll go with like a coston, you know get, yeah. Yeah.
1: james hamblin <laughs> yeah.
0: i think hamlin's is gonna be uh, yeah, yeah, you're right <laughs> brad malone
1: that's gonna be brad the cheapest malone. one brad malone <laughs> there we go yeah, yeah. absolutely
0: I an amazing jersey a great cause uh just a fun night
1: great pre-game ceremony i love nights like this they're they're always fun when they bring something together whether it's hockey nights fights cancer indigenous night whatever they're all they're all a blast i think edmonton that's one thing i will give oeg credit for They, they they know how to put on a spectacle like i i think the way they they host their nights like You know, credit to them. They they are they're really good about it. Like I want I I believe the Oilers are the only market that does give a land recognition before every single game. I want to say I live in Calgary. I haven't been to a game this year, full disclosure, but I don't remember ever seeing one here. Um I so yeah. I think it it's it's tough to say. Usually
0: I don't tune in to other Canadian market games. Uh definitely the US market, there's there's no chance but in the Canadian market I, I think there's only a handful of times that I've watched a, a non-Edmonton game from beginning to end and I don't think I saw a, a land acknowledgement yeah but
1: could be wrong we're just going off I think. yeah
0: we're Edmonton fans sorry <laughs> sorry to all the other Canadian markets Van,
1: Van does it all so at MDGs MGD says in oh. chat so yeah there could you go good for nice. them exactly
0: but yeah, uh, I, I think it's an amazing, amazing jersey. Like you said, if we could put it on a, a shoulder patch or if we could put it on just another uh, section of the jersey, a uh, little controversial. I mean, I, the Royal Blues came out, I'm going to say Turtle Island jersey over the road
1: uh, a, tur- a turtle i would a turtle island third or fourth jersey is like something i like br- replace like i own one of them but replace those god-awful like navies they wore in the playoffs Eh? oh like, yeah i'd the rather a turtle island over that yeah like yeah, they, yeah. they look like the pajama jerseys the the, the, the taylor hall rookie like 10 11 jersey you know with the copper and navy blue just so weird that that's kind of what those remind me of um yeah, I, I, I think the Turtle Island logo is super cool. I, I really like that logo. I hope at some point we get to see some sort of actual jersey where they wear it in play.
0: Absolutely. And with that, we're going to wrap up our show for tonight. Uh, next game is against the Chicago Blackhawks at 730 Mountain Time. And Avery has that one. So we will see you guys uh, next, I believe Thursday with uh, Zach and I and Avery will have the show on Wednesday. Thank you so much for being here guys. Uh, Be sure to like the podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple podcasts, give us a review, Uh, subscribe on YouTube to the SDPN YouTube channel helps a lot. Thank you so much for watching guys. And let's, Play La bomb baby. baby. Let's go. Good night. Have a good game over. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's sports book.